time, stay classy. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the hospital authority is accused of playing down the extent of overcrowding in public hospitals. Police in Macau shoot a man after allegedly being threatened with a knife. And authorities in Egypt unveils dozens of mummies. A committee member of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association, Arisina Ma, says the flu season is still putting public hospitals under enormous strain, even though official figures show the situation has improved slightly. The hospital authority says the overall occupancy rate of public hospital medical wards has dropped below 100% over the past two days, but Dr. Ma criticized the authority, saying it was playing down the problem and the figures were misleading. It's lucky that this Chinese New Year it seems the weather is not that cold. That makes the problem ease a bit. But however, we must pay attention that our hospital actually already got over-occupied. Just now, the thicket seems a bit smaller. It didn't mean that our overcrowded problem has been solved. When you go into the hospital, especially over the medical ward, a geriatric ward, you can still uh, see all those kind of extra bags on the corridor next to the bathroom. Those bags are still there. And every morning when I go back to work, the ward is almost... 100% or 90% occupied. We need to discharge patients in the midday and hope that we got some extra bed for the evening patients come in. During a radio program, Dr. Ma said poor population planning by the government was partly to blame for the excessive demand on the health care system. She said some new migrants return to the mainland after getting their Hong Kong ID cards but still use Hong Kong medical facilities when they fall sick. She said the government must take into account their needs when planning the development of the medical sector here. The problems of new immigrants actually is part of our collapsing medical system. The new immigrant means that our population is getting larger. We think that maybe in some hospital, maybe because of the region, they are more close to the border, they may have more new immigrants come down there. Maybe our government at the beginning think that those new immigrants may not stay in Hong Kong for a long period of time, so they have not count the medical usage. But actually we find that even for those immigrants that travel across Across the border, they love to use our medical service. So I think that our government should also include those a population and also include them in the planning of our medical service. A 31-year-old man has been shot in the thigh by police in Macau. The incident took place early this morning at a park in Yaohan, not far from the border with Zhuhai. Police had been chasing a robbery suspect, and it's alleged that the man had threatened the officers with a fruit knife. The injured man has been taken to hospital. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Junius Ho has accused his pro-democracy rivals of playing senseless pranks that jeopardize Hong Kong's development. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Ho accused the Democratic camp of putting their own interests ahead of the people's by senselessly opposing everything from legislation to ban disrespect of the national anthem to the government's decision not to prosecute former leader C.Y. Leung over undeclared payments he received from an engineering firm, UGL. The legislators representing the democratic camp often use the legislature as a platform to advance their political agendas. Case in point is their attempts to force an investigation into the UGL incident and to challenge the Secretary for Justice prosecution power. There were distinctive examples of unreasonable and ill-intended ploys to pursue political gains through the abuse of the public resources. The Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities has announced the discovery of an ancient tomb containing about 50 mummies, 12 of them children. 
They were discovered in four chambers at a site south of Cairo and date from the Ptolemaic era, which spanned nearly three centuries until 30 BC. Mustafa Waziri heads the Supreme Council of Antiquities. This discovery is something special, but who are they? This is the beginning of the discovery. The names were not there, meaning we have not found names written in hieroglyphics, but it is completely obvious from the method of mummification that these mummies held prestigious jobs, important jobs. The embattled Democratic governor of the U.S. state of Virginia, Ralph Northam, says he won't yield to growing calls for his resignation over a racially offensive photograph in his student yearbook. Mr. Northam said he did not now believe that he was either of the two people shown in racist costumes. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro has sought to undermine the legitimacy of his rival's claims to office by offering to hold early legislative elections. On a day when the country's political standoff spilled onto the streets of the capital, Caracas, Mr. Maduro accused his rival, Juan Guaido, of being a puppet of the United States. The BBC's Candice Piat reports. Mr. Maduro appears to be digging in, telling his supporters the opposition US-backed coup has failed. There's no sign he'll declare snap presidential elections before the Sunday deadline set by a group of European countries. But there is no sign Mr. Guaido is going away either. Both men are waiting on the military, watching for further defections. One general came out for Mr Guaido on Saturday. There may be more to come, their hand forced by the country's ruined economy. Mr Guaido says he'll be able to bring in humanitarian aid if he becomes president. The Japanese carmaker Nissan is expected to announce next week that it's cancelling an investment at its factory in northern England. Nissan had planned to build the new model of its X-Trail 4x4 at its Sunderland plant, which employs 7,000 people. It's not thought the announcement will lead to immediate job losses, but it raises doubts about, the further, about further Nissan investment in Britain. Sport, football, Tottenham Hotspur won their second straight game to leapfrog over Manchester City into second place in the English Premier League. Son Heung-min's strike seven minutes from time earned a hard-fought 1-0 win over Newcastle. Spurs are now just four points behind Liverpool, and coach Mauricio Pochettino is pleased that his side are in the title race once again. We are there. The most important now is to be ready for the next game, that is Leicester here. And, and of course, keep going, pushing, believing in, in ourselves, trying now to enjoy about that moment, in the same time, knowing that we are competing with big size. And of course, all, all can happen in football, but the most important now is to be focused and try to win games like uh, was today. Elsewhere, Gonzalo Higain, who scored his first Chelsea goals in a 5-0 rout of Huddersfield, halting the slump after back-to-back Premier League losses that created uncertainty about manager Maurizio Sarri's future. Today is all uh, positive, I think. We played for 90 minutes. Uh, we defended uh, really very well. So I think uh, a very good match. But uh, as I said before, we need uh, consistency now. Wolves cemented their position in seventh with a 3-1 win at Everton. Crystal Palace beat Fulham 2-0 to move clear of the relegation zone. And in the late game, Cardiff got three crucial points with a 2-0 victory over Burnmouth. They're now just two points away from moving out of the relegation zone. Cricket, West Indies thumped England, winning the second test in Antigua by 10 wickets inside three days. 
England were all out for just 132 in their second innings, leaving the West Indies to chase a target for victory of just 14 runs. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Agnew. England were swept away in only 42 overs as the West Indies fast bowlers took advantage of an unpredictable pitch and faltering English confidence. Their own batsmen had resisted bravely for 131 overs, showing precisely the discipline required in awkward, challenging conditions, and there always seemed the possibility that England's lineup would fail the same examination. In fact, six reached double figures, but there were poor shots along the way as they subsided to 96 for six and beyond hope. West Indies openers then knocked off the 14 required in 13 balls to secure West Indies' first 10-wicket win over England since 1988, and with it, the series. In rugby union, two tries by Henry Slade helped England to a 32-20 victory over Six Nations champions Ireland, their first win in Dublin in six years. England haven't even scored a try at the Aviva Stadium since 2011, but they managed four to upset Ireland, ending the hosts' hopes of back-to-back Grand Slams. Before now, Ireland had never lost at home in the Six Nations under coach Joe Smith. Yeah, no, it was a tough old game. We were obviously playing one of the best teams in the world and we had to roll our sleeves out, be sleeves up, be tactically good and we did that. And I thought particularly our response in the second part of the first half was excellent where we probably won the game. Yeah, we started the game well but then fell off a little bit and allowed them back into it. But uh, we reasserted our authority and scored that try just before half time. Scotland made an impressive start to their campaign with Blair Kinghorn scoring a hat-trick in their 33-20 win over Italy at home. To end the news, our top stories once again. The hospital authorities accused of playing down the extent of overcrowding at public hospitals. Police in Macau shoot a man after allegedly being threatened with a knife and authorities in Egypt unveiled dozens of mummies. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new Power. 